Welcome to the One Player Podcast, the show on solitaire board games. I'm your host, Robert. This is episode 240. Once when young, I saw the night mysterious. With moon and stars and lights in flight, it made me very curious. What is that, Julius? That is The Night Mysterious by C.J. Krieger. It is a relatively well-known poem about being curious. I felt it was particularly apt for today's game that we were going to be discussing. That's right. Today's, today's game is actually a series of games, to be more precise. It True. Is the, it is the Curious Correspondence Club, which is a subscription uh, escape room type game, basically. It is an ongoing series, in fact. Mm-hmm. It is an ongoing series. It's not that old. It started in 2020. And so far, they've only actually published the first season. So 12 episodes. And I guess that maybe they've paused or, or something. But I don't think the rest have come out that I can tell. But still, we, we're not talking about the whole thing anyway. So that doesn't matter. We're only talking about the first couple of episodes and a half. The first couple of episodes and a half. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so a very so, fine line. Yeah, let, let let's start with this. My wife ordered them. She saw these on Facebook and scrolling through Facebook and she said this looks really cool. Albert likes letters, so she ordered the first one for me. Or the first two for me. And we played them together. We had fun. And then there is some special where they had a deal and you could get the first six for, for some lower than normal price. And so she ordered it. They sent us six, and well, we didn't eat the first two, so I sent them to Julius. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Julius has played through the first two. Correct. I have not gone through all six, but I've played the first three. Well, halfway through the third one. But enough to be able to discuss them. Yeah, I think so. I do think so. Well, let's go ahead and jump on into it then. All right. So I think we've given a summary of this, right? Um, so it's an escape room style game. It comes as a form of a, a letter, basically an envelope with stuff in it. And there is a story that's going on behind it. Yeah, there is. Though, it is not obvious from playing the first couple, really. I didn't think so. Um, I mean, I, they say there's a story, but I have no idea what it is. I guess it's being revealed as you go along. And I think it's being revealed as you go along. I definitely got the idea that there is a story going on and that this is the first chapter in the story. Yes, I got that from it. Honestly, I had no idea about the story but until I went to the website today to get ready for this podcast. So let me go look at their website again and... Oh, it kind of tells you a little bit about what's going on in these, uh, what do they call it? Uh, um, the Guardians yeah. and the Shards and all these things. It's a, sort of a fantasy sounding story. I mean, I imagine that if you were <laughs> playing it and you only got one every two, three months, probably getting a refresher might be a good plan to read over this. But even having just played through the first one, I already felt there's a story. You're introduced to a main character. Mm-hmm. He gets pulled into this whole conspiracy about a magical museum and you're brought into the secret society type thing. And that's that's what's going on here. Yes. And you start to figure it out. Yes, yep, that's true. So I that is interesting. I did like that. I again, there's when you look at the website, there's more to the story, and they give you more backstory, which you didn't get from just playing it. And I guess I find that curious, ah, because uh, because you think it would have included in the stuff people receive in the mail the first time or something. But anyway, we were doing a summary rules. Oh, oh I thought that was the summary. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, we we're doing the summaries. Let's move on to the rules. Sure. Uh, there aren't really any rules with this. Nope. 
uh, at all. You, you get the package. It's as if you received a letter from somebody. You, you read a letter. There's things in the envelope. It's different types of things. It's generally all paper products, though. All but of like, it uh, is paper. It may be. They represent stuff. Like one in the first one, it's not going to give anything away by telling you one of the items is a key. Um, key ring. A key ring and a key and a few and a set of keys. That's right. It's a key ring and a set of keys and stuff. But they're all made out of paper. But you know, it looks like a key ring with keys on it. It doesn't look like a key ring. It looks. I mean, I mean, you immediately look at it like, hey, that's fishy. <laughs> 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 they look like a set of keys for a puzzle game. Well, yes. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, so there's a little bit of suspension of disbelief because they are paper keys and they're it's all paper. stylized. Yeah, but I mean, it's still kind of neat because you get this. It's a package. You don't really know what's in it if you're in the to the setting and and you have to figure out what to do with all this stuff, and then puzzle through all the puzzles as you start to understand what they are. So yeah, so no no rules come with it. Um, there are hints if you go to the website if you need them, but there otherwise there's nothing. Uh, so theme, unless there's anything else you want to add about the lack of rules. I mean, how, I can't remember quite how it taught me how to play or how to get into the, the, the game. It's, I mean, it's, I so it's the first go thing to the is, website. there is a small bit of rules, which essentially says go to the website to plug in answers. Yeah. But that, that's really just, if you need hint and all that, really, really, you start reading the letter and. And the letter is formatted such that there's a little bit of a story and then it kind of makes it obvious that you got to do some sort of things and piece it together. And it does tell you, right? At the end, it just says, go to this website to put in the code. But that's it. That's not much. Mm -hmm. So what do you think about the theme? Uh, I think we've been discussing the theme already. I think that it's a compelling theme. They're telling... A decent story i think that the the paper craft products help convey the idea of a mystery help convey the idea of a, of a museum in the first one and a docks in the second one so mm-hmm. i think in terms of paper craft and how to present a theme they're relatively on target i think that possibly the only additional thing that could have been done to an- enhance that a little bit would have been a soundtrack because <laughs> yeah i mean they do, you have to use a phone when you're playing this game in order to be able to either look for hints or plug in answers. And it would have been nice to have a soundtrack, but yeah. I guess. That's that's true. That would be nice. Um, now that you said, I'm surprised they never thought of that because that would have worked well. But in terms of the, I found the theme a little disjointed, honestly, personally. The first story is that museum. Mm-hmm. It, it felt a little weak of a story. It felt kind of like it felt a little forced, I guess. <laughs> well, I'm trapped in this weird, mysterious museum of time or something. It, you know, I mean, it's not a weird museum of time. That's what it felt like. It's, when, when it's I a read regular it. museum, and there's a secret society which is <laughs> set up in the museum. A yes, puzzle in order to get access to the secret society. Yes, and and that all felt contrived of a story. Which is huh. fine. I mean, the point is the puzzles. Honestly. I actually don't. I mean, I don't agree. I don't think it felt contrived. It felt no more <laughs> contrived than a pulp novel. You know, the, the, we, we talk about. I'm yeah. I think of any um, like angels and demons or any of these type of things where it's all about you're racing through whatever it is. 
I mean, there's always all these sort of novels and things that are filled with puzzles because some secret society wanted to have puzzles and it's fun to watch the puzzles unfold. Nobody really does these things <laughs> in real life, but I don't think the story feels contrived once you're in it. I know. For me, it did. It, it totally did. The first one, particularly okay. the first one. I found that one a little hard to swallow. But uh, but that's okay. I mean, you know, I, I, I like get the theme. Hopefully I the second will be better because then the puzzle is you're trying to find a missing agent and you're piecing together evidence that's left behind. Yes. And Maybe so the theme better. in the second one made more sense. Um, the, the the second one, you're, you're not going to a warehouse somewhere and trying to find the agent, like he said. Again, there's different components that you get. There's like photographs and negatives and stuff like this. And it's all... Again, it's all thematic. To me, the jumping from the museum to this felt awkward, personally. But, you know, it's a letter you get once a month in the mail. So it's not really a big deal, honestly. Um, Playing them close together feels awkward. The third one, now you're in a somewhere in some Middle Eastern bazaar, somewhere that seems a little bit magical. (laughs) Which, again, felt like a bit of a jump, going from one to the next to the next. But, again, and... You know, the point is the puzzles. It's it's tying you into the puzzles. So I, I, I do personally find the theme a little bit weird, but I am okay with that. I now I didn't realize there was so much story behind it. Now I do, and that helps. So I found all that interesting. How about we move on to components, Albert? Yeah, let's let's move on to components. And we've kind of talked about these already a little bit. We have. We've discussed that almost. We've discussed that all of it actually is paper craft. That the idea is that everything has to fit in envelopes. So unlike an unlock or an exit or these sort of things, there's no box that this comes with. There's no sturdy, sturdier components other than everything is flat. Everything is printed on cardstock that sometimes you sort of have to punch out a little bit. That's all of it is printed that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and. I think that the ability to have them all be in paper craft, they've done some really diverse things from it. Sometimes it sort of suffers that it becomes very free with where everything is. There's not a distinct track that you can go on as you're going through it that I've become very used to with things like an unlock because with an unlock, you get a card, you know where you're looking. This one has, there's all of these puzzle craft components. Well, which one of these goes to which puzzle? Like, so a whole yeah. bunch of things this one time. And they all Feels... work very differently, right? So the puzzles yeah. in the first one are entirely different from the puzzles in the second one. Well, and... even within the first one, there's like six puzzles yeah. all going on at once. And each of them is solved differently and independently and sort of interlock and intermesh with you looking at one component for something one way and then another way, another way, and things going on all over the place. Mm-hmm. Yep. And sometimes it's a matter of looking at a component. Sometimes it's a matter of fiddling with it and doing something with it. So it's none a of it, variety. None of it really needed to be destructive, though. I will make mention of that. Some of it could have potentially been enhanced by being destructive, but I didn't really think you needed to, to do any destruction. Now, then, I don't think that they're necessarily going to stick to that. I don't think that's one of their stated design goals. So they theoretically could have some more destruction mm-hmm. at a later point in time. But so far, I at least haven't encountered anything like that. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, I, I will say with one of them, I did at least do some folding and I yes. realized I didn't have to, but that's the level of destruction. I've done. Actually, I think I did more than just that, but I, I did some writing on one, but 
that wasn't necessary. Yeah. It could have been easier to do some stuff if I was willing to write on it, but I just mm-hmm. I wasn't willing to do so. There you go. <laughs> I added the um, difficulty level. Some of it, yeah. <laughs> some of it, though, I did feel could have been helped by having a higher res printer than what they were using. Um, I Just feeling how it's printed, it feels more like it was essentially inkjet printed as opposed to like a higher quality laser or something like that. Some of the colors become a little bit more washed out. Like there was one puzzle where you had to differentiate, and I'll just spoil a little bit, that you had to differentiate between gold and silver, and you had to find these flecks of color all over the place. It was hard to see those things. The The components, it doesn't feel like it's a really high quality print. A lot of the colors feel washed out, feel muted. There's a color scheme that they have going through it all because of the methods that they're using, but it doesn't feel bright and vibrant. It doesn't feel poppy to me. It feels muted. And that made some of the puzzles difficult. Hmm, I didn't really notice that as much. The, the, what you're talking about, the, the different colors, that one specific puzzle you, you mentioned, we did have the same tools with that. That could have been fixed easily with a little bit of design change in it. Making mm-hmm. the, the gold and copper things look a little different, not necessarily exactly the same, but but yeah, um, the the art style. I mean, it, it's it's pretty. I don't know. I'm satisfied with it. It it could probably be better, sure, but I thought it's definitely way better than I could ever make. I didn't. I don't think I had. That's not a high enough bar. Though it's better <laughs> than something I could do. Way better, not just better. Way better. I didn't think it was bad. Um, I think in some cases it's design choice. That's no not a high enough bar. <laughs> well, Sheesh. There you go. Yeah. So the components. The other thing is it comes in an like I said in an envelope, right? You could the envelope. You could just unglue the whole thing and open it up and take all things out. Some of the stuff sometimes feels a little bit fragile. Um. It isn't meant to be something that's going to last necessarily. I don't think so. It is something you could probably play in and pass on, but you'd want to be a little bit careful. I don't know. I don't think that's true. In in the second one, there, there's also building, right? And that that was hard to do. And once you start taking things apart, that may... I don't know if that yeah. would or wouldn't give things away. But, yeah, I, I did find the, the building specifically was extra hard because the paper stock was not stru- sturdy enough for that. No. Yeah. I hear what you're saying, but oh no! I mean, it's um, it looks like a desktop published sort of product. I yes, guess. that's exactly that's what I'm saying. It looks yeah. desktop published. It doesn't feel like it's a high quality print. It feels like it's ancient print. Which I mean, I don't think these guys are huge. They have I'm, I have no idea how many people are subscribed. This is a small monthly subscription thing. But yeah, I saw yeah. something on their Facebook page about thirteen thousand something. Thirteen thousand. Yeah, it's a significant amount more than I thought. Okay, yeah, I have no idea what I don't remember what that was. If that was for one chapter or all of them, I think it was one chapter specifically. But anyway, we're all speculating. It's all desktop published stuff, right? Um, it does have that look and feel to it. I think I am more tolerant of desktop published stuff because I have played many war games, things like Victory Point games, especially the earlier ones. Definitely would have had this very similar feel to this and quality. So, to me, I'm just, I've gotten used to it because I'm older. 
<laughs> might be I'm spoiled. Something. I want my laser jet and high quality and bright glossy printing. And yeah, I just want the colors to be very distinguishable. That's really what I was looking for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. Um, okay. So there we, I think that's enough about components. Um, Let's move on to gameplay. Yeah. Gameplay. Oh, uh, so we've talked about it. They're, they're puzzles, right? Why don't you tell me about how you solve the puzzles and how you find solutions? Because I feel like with many escape rooms, that's a big differentiating factor. How do you, I'm not sure how to answer that. I mean, in this, you kind of just start reading through the, the letter that comes and start looking at all the items and figuring out what's what. And at first you really don't know. You're like, I have all these things. I have no idea what to do with any of them. And you start looking for patterns and recognizing things. I will say the letter you read often does give you hints. It'll, it'll, not necessarily be explicit, but it will be broken up into three sections. And then you realize each section is a separate puzzle you got to work on. And that starts giving you some guidance. But beyond that, sometimes you're, you're kind of in the loss until you start looking at each component and figuring out what the heck it is. That's, that's how I go about figuring out the puzzles, just looking at these things and trying to understand what the, they are and what their point is. It is, um, it isn't always obvious at first. I think as, as you go along, things start to make more sense. It There's hints in the letter. The objects could be anything. You know, It could be a picture or a paragraph with some information about an exhibit or whatever. As you start reading these different things, the type of puzzles are very different, and, and the types of hints are going to be very different. I'll say in the third one, Chapter 3, which we didn't really talk about, which I did do that one. I enjoyed that one a lot. So far, so far it's my favorite, actually. That one has like diagrams of how to put stuff together. And then you realize that's telling you how to solve the puzzle, but it wasn't necessarily obvious at first what those things were. So even that was kind of puzzling out what the purpose of the diagrams was. Um, Yeah, so, but you can solve the puzzles. Generally speaking, the puzzles are all words or numbers are going to be the result of a puzzle. And it, at the very end, you're generally going to, once you've solved all the puzzles through to the end, you're going to get a, some sort of numbers probably that you're going to go to the website and put them into the website and find out if you figured out. Yes. And I think, I don't remember. I don't remember having trouble with that. I think for no, us, it's obvious, know. obvious is numbers. I'm not sure. Yeah. But yeah, so, and that that's how you work through it. Now, if we get stuck, which did happen a few times in, in a couple of them, um, we just didn't know what to do with stuff, and we tried everything we could think of, and maybe we're on the right track, and we just hadn't quite seen what they were seeing when they made this, or, or sometimes mm-hmm. we had no idea what to do even. And you go to the website, and you'll get hints, and the hints are layered, right? The the first hint is kind of vague. The second one's a little more specific. The third one kind of just tells you what to do. But it's also sometimes hard because, you know, it, it, it felt like the hints more akin to an exit where you have to pick one of the puzzles you haven't done. And then it just sort of, you, you sort of have to guess which one you're supposed to be doing next and start going through and finding out those hints. I think only the first one, I think after the first and the next two, at least the, the puzzles are sort of sequential, you know, which order to do them in. And it is kind of obvious. I didn't feel that so much true with the first one. One other comment about the hints that they are layered. Um, they do, as mentioned, you have to look it up on a website in order to be able to do that. 
So it's not a deck of cards or a book that you get to look up afterwards. You have to look them up there. And the hints do progress all the way to tell me what the solution is. If we did get stuck, there was one that we just could not understand what it was trying to tell us to do. And it will tell you the solution and explain to you what it was that they were thinking about. It's, I don't know. I've enjoyed these puzzles overall. Even, even the hard ones and kind of frustrating ones. Like, we didn't do any of these in a single sitting. We'd started and kind of get stuck for a while, um, stepped away. And I find that even after I stepped away, I was still thinking about them and looking forward to coming back to it the next day and, and messing with it more. For yeah. me, I think that the puzzles are good puzzles. I think that it makes for a good escape room to me. I think that it doesn't really promote you, I guess, moving forward in a sort of timed session that when we've been playing our escape room games, we normally have been doing that as a family where we get together and we spend sort of a ha- uh, we spend an hour trying to figure out what the solution is. And I found it strange that this one, it says that it's an hour and a half. And even then, in an hour and a half, we weren't really able to get it done in an hour and a half. It took longer. It was more difficult. And some of the difficulty was not necessarily in solving a puzzle. It was in identifying what the puzzle is, I think. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and part of it comes down to sort of observation and be like, Oh, here's two things that make sense and go together. And if we plug this into this, then it gives us a track for how we should start solving other things. And I thought some of that was really unique. Some of the way those things plug together was, was really interesting, but there was a lot of them to have to do. And a lot of them to have to plug through, which sort of didn't promote us to, keep moving it made us have some times where we just sort of sat and be like i don't know what to do next <laughs> mm-hmm. and we didn't feel excited and energetic to play through it and that's what we really would like to have in escape rooms is that excitement that energy that drive to want to play through it and it just didn't feel exciting i can't really quantify why it didn't necessarily feel exciting other than just say maybe we got overwhelmed by the number of things on the table and by that diversity of things on the table maybe it just because it felt muddled or because maybe it wasn't interactive enough i don't know it just didn't it, it didn't feel energetic to us hmm that's a, i have the opposite reaction i really really enjoyed it was really excited by him i enjoyed the trying to figure out what I'm supposed to do with this in the first place and just puzzle through all that before I even can do the puzzles. And like I said, for me, we, you know, we play for a while and then put it away because it's time to put it away for whatever reason. And then, and yeah, I find that interesting that you can do that. I would, I do not like wanting to put away my puzzles. (laughs) I want to sit down. I want to finish it. If I can't finish the session, usually that's frustrating to me. We we did not do that with these ones. Well, it would help that I would take notes, right? So, like, we would take That's notes true. about whatever we have done, and and written down the answers for each one and put it away. That maybe maybe that part of the difference. I don't know, but yeah, for me, for me, I don't mind putting it away and pausing and coming back to it. I think for the first one, as a matter of fact, we paused for a few weeks before mm. we came back to it and just you know kept going back, and it was fine. Yeah, but 
Yeah, I, I've enjoyed these a lot personally. The the two and a half I've done. I I can easily understand why you're enjoying them. They are well designed. They are well paper crafted. They are unique. I think that they just in in terms of how I would rank them among the different at home escape room type things. I think that they just would rank lower than other ones, but I mean, they rank, they're good. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I haven't played enough other ones to, to rank them. I played on lock and I think I've played one other. Um, I've played so many. You, I know you have. <laughs> I've enjoyed unlock. Um, I don't know. I've enjoyed both of these. I haven't played either. There, one have to compare. There are definitely some in there that I would <laughs> not even rank. Um, <laughs> like the ones that escape the box. I, I think that one's the call. Okay. But like, it's not a, like the problem was that so many of them are, are similar names. Cause it's all like escape type thing. Um, <laughs> but they're all similar. They're all similar type names, but yeah, I mean, it at least ranks, uh, you know, so there okay. you go. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I, as a matter of fact, we did a couple of escape room escape rooms recently, over the holiday break recently, and we actually won both of them, which is nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah, we went to two different places. So uh, I want to correct myself. It was thirteen thousand. What they said is they're planting a tree for every one of these they sell, and they last year they planted thirteen thousand eight hundred eighty-eight trees. So that's about a thousand, you know, eleven hundred copies of each nice. chapter. Mm-hmm. Nice, pretty cool. Yep. The I know about these because of well, my wife knows about these because of Facebook. They seem to advertise a lot on Facebook, at least to her. And they run for about twenty dollars each. I think they used to be more, but looking there now, it's about twenty one, twenty dollars a chapter if you go to the website. Or you could get a subscription, which is a little cheaper. I think that was one eighty, one seventy nine for the full year subscription. And then yeah. you would get one a month, or when like when she bought the the six chapters, they sent them all at once, so we got a package with all of them. Just a catch up package. Yeah, they come they they're being published in Canada, so it takes a little while to get here when you order it. Yeah, a monthly subscription is nineteen ninety five. A year is one seventy nine, or you could buy seasons, so like a uh, three, or you could buy half a year and get six, or a single chapter for twenty two. It seems a little bit high compared to, say, Unlock, that everything's in the box. And I think now, well, now it's a box with three, isn't it? And that's about $30, is that Yeah, right? it's 35 for a box with three. 35 so it's so it's more expensive, definitely. I mean, but when they're it's in very the- different. Like, Unlock is a deck of cards. This is a whole bunch of different paper craft stuff. Mm-hmm. It's also a smaller printer. There's not economy of scale. You know, yeah, I think it's about on target for the cost. Yeah. It's fair. Definitely. If you've explored escape room games and you enjoy them and you're looking for one that's a little different, I mean, this is definitely one to give a shot or a look at. Mm -hmm. And it is still ongoing. So if you would like to start doing it now, we're going to be posting a link to it uh, in the show notes, or you can just head to curiouscorrespondence.com. I think the next one is due to be released. I think it's in August, they're saying on their site, but I'm not sure when. But go take a look there and... uh, have fun. Yep. All right. All and right. We'll talk to you guys next week. Have a good night, everyone.
Thanks for listening. We love feedback, so we love hearing from you. You can reach me at Julius at OnePlayerPodcast.com or JLBird on BGG. And Albert can be reached at Albert at OnePlayerPodcast.com or Fractaloon on BGG. Our website is OnePlayerPodcast.com with the number one, and we're also on Twitter at OnePlayerPodcast. The intro music is copyright Angus, can be found at Gemendo.com. The transition music is copyright by Dan Elduce Pancaldi, whose page is at DanPancaldi.com. The One Player Podcast is protected under a Creative Commons share-like license. Thanks for listening.